Welcome back to the Bay Culture Podcast. You know who this be. This is Sunshine. I just wanted to everybody that right now is a great time to be alive. What a time. We got the Olympics going on. We got the NBA draft coming up. We got the 49ers training camp. Already start football's coming up, guys. I mean, come on. If you ain't hyped, let's get hyped. Um, and then also both the Bay Area baseball teams are in the pennant race, you know, so it's a good time to be alive. I'm going to go ahead and introduce my co-host, The Count. What up, big dog? What's up, Sunshine? How's it going, man? It's going great, man. It's going great. I'm, I'm excited about um, everything that's going on right now. It's a good time. It's a good time. And our second co-host... I want to go ahead and introduce him as well. His name, the Assassin. What's up? What's up, dog? How you doing, man? I'm chilling, man. Did you watch the Olympics yesterday? Nah, I didn't get no time, brother. I wish I did, though. Okay, for sure. It was it was cool, you know. Uh, Simone Biles choked, but that's okay. She tried her best, you know. Mental mental issues is is a, is a real thing, you know. Um. All right, man. I'm gonna jump right into this. Okay. So underdog stories, right? Underdogs, you know, um, all of us have an underdog moment, you know, one of your favorite moments. I'm going to go ahead and share first my favorite moment. Gives you guys a little bit of time to think of your favorite underdog story. It could be, you know, sports, uh, basketball, uh, football, whatever it is. Okay. A moment, a game. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and share mine. Mine, by far, has to be the 2015 Golden State Warriors. I want everybody to remember that LeBron James had came back home. This guy was the NBA. It was his time. The hero returns home. And he was the David and the Goliath. It was a pure David Goliath situation. Where all the Warriors did, okay, was play ball. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, they were just shooters, right? Nobody really took them serious. Nobody thought they were going to be able to win anything that year. But we proved the NBA wrong. As a Warriors fan, for 40 years, I watched them for at least 25 years before they won a chip. And for me, it was the best feeling in the world. To get to beat LeBron James in the championship, especially after all the hype of LeBron James. That was, for me, one of the best miracles on ice. One of the best underdog stories. Uh, G-Mac, I'm going to go ahead and, and pass it over and shoot you and ask you a question. Did you or what do you remember as your favorite miracle game or underdog moment? All right, that's a great question. Uh, you took my answer with the 15 Warriors, but I'm going to give you another Bay sports team, and that's the Niners. Let's and, go. And I'm actually going to give you the 2011 49ers. Uh, just to set the scene here, we, you know, we just came off of Mike Nolan and Singletary, and just the Yorks have been were not great under their tenure. The Niners were not great. Uh, so finally, we got Jim Harbaugh, you know, coach out of Stanford. This guy, he's just enthusiasm. 
Uh, he's got a great coaching staff. Uh, but, you know, the, the roster was pretty much the same. We added a couple of guys, Carlos Rogers, uh, you know, drafted Alden Smith, uh, drafted Colin Kaepernick, but he's still a rookie. He didn't play. But the biggest underdog of that season was Alex Smith. Uh, to be honest, I wrote the man off after five, six years of just not playing great uh, football. And, you know, he had dinner with Jim Harbaugh and he said, OK, I'll resign. I think he resigned for like six or seven million dollars. And we went 13 and three that year. And it was just no one expected that. I didn't expect it. Um, yeah. Alex and, Smith, and, dude. Yeah. And I think the first moment that I knew the team was going to be good was the I think it was week three on the road versus the Eagles, the Mike Vick uh, dream team, Vince Young named Eagles. And we were down to like 24-0. Vic's going crazy. But I'll never forget this. We came back. And the way we won that game was uh, Justin Smith knocked the ball out of Jeremy Macklin's hands. It might have been Jeremy Macklin's hands. <laughs> and we covered the fumble. And I knew that team was legit that year. Oh, I remember that game. Um, just to kind of also add to what you're saying. Um, the fourth game against the Detroit Lions, bro. Uh, you know, that was a, dude, that was a great underdog year, man. Alex. Yeah. It's almost it could have been a miracle on ice and you know it could have been one of those moments for us bay area niner fans ap now we're talking about miracles we're talking about um teams um do you think the bucks was the bucks that moment for you i mean what do you tell me man the nba finals let's go well i mean the bucks the miracle i mean let me get back to where the miracle mine was the we believe warriors team yeah like for years, we've been watching the Warriors. I, I would go to the Warriors game, not expect them to win or anything, just for fun. Because, I mean, they were so fun to watch, watching the small ball, Nelly ball, and all that stuff. It was so cool. But the We Believe team, what happened, beating Dallas as an eight seed, that was just my moment. It's like, holy shit, this team can win. That was my moment. Like, just made me fall in love with the Warriors even more than I, I was. You, you know what I remember most about that run is, uh, is Charles Barkley making yep. fun of the Warriors so much and not and just being like calling them, you know, just saying the Bay Area sucks and really yeah. just said that we had no chance and then we proved him wrong. He called the Bay Area um, LA's garbage dump. That's what he called yeah, us. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, That's crazy. I hate Charles Barkley for that, man. And then also he said because um, the we believe Warriors, they were um, a jump shot team, you know? Uh, and he said no jump shot team could ever win, you know. Yeah. And then finally, in 2015, when the Warriors did win with a jump shot team, uh, with a good shooting team, uh, everybody was clowning on Charles Barkley. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, underdogs. Do you guys do you guys kind of relate to being an underdog? I, I kind of feel like I'm an underdog in my own way. What do you guys think? Always, man. It's always feel like underdog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same here. I mean. I think between the three of us and probably people like us, you know, I think the Barry in general, you kind of feel like underdogs anyways, uh, compared to LA, New York, Chicago, uh, Miami, but especially LA, it feels like, it feels like they try little brothering us, but you know, we're the, we're the underdogs, uh, you know, in a lot of, a lot of ways more than yeah. one. And I agree with you. So let's talk about these bucks and let's talk about the Suns. Um, I mean, the Bucks. if you asked me last year, I didn't, I would not think that they were going to pull through, but what a year for them. What a game, what a win. They are the champions. 
they are the NBA's NBA's underdogs in in more than one ways than one I, I feel this year. Um, AP, what do you think? Yeah, man, Bucks. Wow, what a game from Giannis. Game number six. I know I said Bucks in game six when I started, but I ended up changing it, which I shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, after the two games Suns had. You lost. I, yeah, I kind of had to change it. You know what I mean? I thought Suns were going to put up a way better fight than they did in the end. But uh, Mr. Choke Artist, uh, Chris Paul, I think this makes him the biggest choker in the NBA history ever, man. It's he, wow, He's a... He, uh, I saw this thing. He's blown uh, four 2 0 leads in the, in the playoff leads, and no one in NBA history has ever done that. Wow, yeah. I mean, dude, I if you you said it, man, he is a choke artist, and those are some big words, but I think we could all agree that might be true. Yeah, I thought it was gonna pull through after the first two games, the game he had. I was like, all right, I got to give him respect. You know what I mean? Like, he's balling out of his mind right now. But then he was back to the OCP3. When the lights are bright, he starts choking. I just don't understand what happened. Like, where did he go? Why wasn't he even playing? He didn't even, like, have the ball in his hand. Like, he wasn't able to make any shots. He wasn't able really to make any good passes. Like, he choked. He, you know, so many turnovers by him. I Was he hurt? I mean, what's his excuse this time? That's what I want to hear. I think well, it was I, his fingers, right? Something about his fingers. No, nah, that's just the that's just the people covering up for a CP3 type thing. Uh, it's kind of like what we we're talking about, and I think I said this before the playoff or during the playoffs. Uh, CP3, he's great, but once the playoffs go longer, longer, the series goes longer, longer. He doesn't have many counters, so his game kind of gets figured out. And to be honest, like he just he fatigues, especially at this age in the last few years. Um, but man, I think the Bucks really adjusted. So you really have to give Bud props. They started limiting their rotation and they started playing smaller once the games were closing. For the most part, you know, some games Lopez was closing the game. But Giannis is that might that game six might be the best performance I've ever seen from an NBA player. Like I'm not trying to exaggerate. Like the man did everything. He. He was like a 60% free throw shooter and he went like 17 to 19 and he closed the game and it was just I'm at a loss of words for the game he had. Oh, he, he dropped 50, bro. He dropped 50. Like he showed out, man. And he's so young, like 27. When's the last, like, you know what I mean? He, and he has so many MVPs already. Like this guy has a resume, bro. He is the next next guy that's gonna take over this league, man. Mark my words. Um I well, he's already taken over it, man. This yeah, guy, like I you agree. said, he's a multiple-time MVP. He's just, he's a champion. Now he's got that chip off his shoulder. Now he could just make a run. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, Yeah, and, and Chris Middleton, too. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, talk about a good duo. Both of those guys been on the same team for seven years, and uh, they didn't leave, and I respect the shit out of them for that. They, they didn't try to go to a super team. They made their own team. And they're not a super team. You know? Nah. That's the they kind of built it the right way, in my opinion. That's why I respect and uh props to Milwaukee, man. After 40 years, they got their ring. Yeah, they complement each other very well. You know, I mean it's Giannis driving to the basket and Middleton with the threes and the jump shot. The well balanced game between those two. Yeah. They complement each other well. Uh, like we said a few podcasts ago, their offense was really ugly, um, but they still figured it out. It's like 
it's like watching a run-heavy offense, but it keeps working. <laughs> and it was like Giannis just kept going. HB dive, bro. He just yeah, kept that's on fullback dive. <laughs> Second and six, fullback dive. That's what it was. But it kept oh, working it though. It worked, man. Uh, and now they're champions. And the Bucks, Milwaukee hasn't won a championship in fifty years. And of yeah. course, Giannis scores fifty to you know get that ring after fifty years. Um, Milwaukee, the cheese capital of the world. Congrats. <laughs> I mean, beer capital of the world. My bad. Beer capital of the world. Congrats. All right. I am going to go ahead and kind of move us a little bit forwards here because we got some big things happening this week, uh, especially as Golden State Warrior fans. We got the NBA draft. Okay. Uh, so today we are going to have the counts draft favorites draft board um he's gonna let us know who he thinks and what he thinks and why he thinks and where he thinks these players and these these you know kids are gonna go kind of the theme of the day is underdogs though i want to know um you know eventually when you're talking who you think the biggest underdog or are these college kids gonna be underdogs are they gonna feel like hey these guys should have dropped me earlier like that draymond green story you know uh like that steph curry story right uh like that clay thompson story none of these guys were number one picks um but they they made it happen for the team so this is you know stories man this is what makes sports great right are these stories so let's go ahead and jump into the counts draft yeah so speaking of stories uh you know this this draft is full of them uh but before i do that i want to kind of lay out the general philosophy i have for basketball and the nba and how i see the draft especially the nba draft preach yeah the, so first and foremost i see the draft as a marketplace and each each uh team is like their own customer so they all have different needs and they're all looking for different things but i believe there's specific skill sets that are more valuable than other skill sets uh, so the first one right off the bat I think centers that are offensively, offensively oriented are overrated uh, the biggest thing I look at centers is can they defend can they switch uh, so just by that and the way the league's going I don't see centers uh, being that important going on uh, of course there's you know AD, Draymond and B those types but it's like taking a running back high he has to be special um so you'll see that in my draft board. I may be a little lower on centers than other people are. Uh, another kind of rule I have is, you know, when you watch a guy and you kind of know within the first 10 minutes of watching the guy if what he kind of he's, he's all about. Uh, you know, of course, there's some guys you want to look through and see if the, what you're seeing isn't just the good or the really bad. Uh, but sometimes when it's a special talent, especially, you can know, you know right away. Like, come on, if you're the first time you saw LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, you kind of just knew, like, the guy's going to be great. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Nah, for the most part. You know, it's just a, you know, it's a 90% of the time you have, I have the 10-minute rule. Like, just within 10 minutes, you well, watch a guy. The eye you watch test. A, you could tell the eye who's test. talented or not. Got it. Yeah, just, you know, can the guy jump? Can he shoot? You just know within 10 minutes sometimes. Does he have the drive? Yeah, and maybe the most important rule I have is if a guy tells you who he is, listen to him. So, like, if a guy, if you know the guy has a broken jump shot and you know that he's not really, he's, you know, you don't see an improvement, you know, don't project too much and think you're Superman. You'll be able to develop him and, 
and you'll be able to make him into a shooter. You know, more times than not, it's not going to work. So look at every player like the exception and not the or look at every player that as a rule and not the exception. I, I agree with you. We're going to go ahead and jump into um, our first guy that's on the list. AP, tell me what do you think about Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham, man. This guy is just... <clears throat> he's good at everything. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of weakness in his game. So, I mean, obviously, he's going to go number one for that reason. But he just does everything really well. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, cut. he's... he's uh, You know, he like, like uh, AP said, he's the most skilled player, I think, in this draft. Uh, he has no weaknesses, highest IQ. Uh, people compare him to Luka. I don't see Luka... Because I, don't think he, I, I see Jason Tatum, but who do you see? I see. All right. Well, first, you know, Kate Cunningham, um, dude, has a sweet game at Oklahoma State, right? He's probably the most athletic, like you said. He's a good defender, man. Not the most athletic, but most skills, yeah. Skilled. Um, And he uh, kind of reminds me of a more athletic Manu Ginobili. Okay. I can see that. I like mm, that. Yeah. He, I, I think he's a better shooter, but I think K uh, Manu was more uh, crafty around the rim. Uh, Kade isn't that great in the mid range. His he shot one of the lowest percentages, but again, he played with not a great team. Um, but the biggest thing to me for him, he just knows how to play, and that kind of fits in my ten minute rule, where he just you watch him and you just whether it's ten minutes of highlights or ten minutes of just watching him play an actual game, you just know. He's got the highest IQ in the draft. And to me, he's the most clutch player. You know, he he uh, got Oklahoma State out of so many situations just by himself. Yeah, he's sauce, man. He's going to be a good player, dude. Uh, he'll definitely have a good role on uh, what team? Detroit. Do you he's going All right, first. Detroit. Yeah. All right, for sure. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Okay, undisputed first pick of this year's draft, no questions. And I think he's going to be great in Detroit. I think he'll, he'll definitely... Um, you know, sketch out a, or etch out a role, you know, in the NBA for years to come. And I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to actually push back on the undisputed part. Most people, almost everyone you'll talk to is going to say Kate is undisputed. And I haven't won. I think he's the best number one the pick. You don't, you don't think somebody you think like, no, who? he's the best player in the draft, but I don't think it's undisputed. I think Jalen Green is in the same tier as him, given wow. where the NBA is now with his scoring. Yeah. And this guy, I think he's the best scorer I've ever seen coming out of the draft, uh, at least in the last 10 years. He He's like Tracy McGrady almost in the way he plays and just his skill set and his athletic. He might be the most athletic player I've ever seen. Like him and Zach Levine, just hops, speed, you know, stop and go. He's got all the moves. He's got touch. I don't, I don't see I – mean, he's high variance. Like he could just not be good and he can turn out to be Shannon Brown, right? Like, I could see that happening, too. But if he peaks, I think he has the highest high in this draft. AP, what do you think? I, I agree with Gurmuk to some point, but I think his defense is pretty weak, though. I mean, he's too skinny. Yeah. He's, I mean, to me, he's kind of like an Oubre type of player. He can screw, uh, score very athletic. He can jump out of the gym, but too skinny. Everybody's just going to bump him out of the way, post him up every time. Yeah, he's got the frame to add though, uh, to add some add some weight. I agree though. He's what, like six five, six six, one eighty at best right now. Yeah, something like uh, that. The difference between him and someone like Ubre is, <laughs> I think Jalen Green's feel for the game is like already a hundred times better than Ubre. 
Um, but I see him, like I said, Tracy McGrady, I could see him be like a Zach Levine type scorer. It's going to take him some time to just feel for the game. But uh, Sunshine, I think him in Houston, where he just gets to feel his game out, score a bunch of, I could see him scoring 23 points a game next year. Like I could see him going off. Yo, I like I like Jalen Green, man. G League, you know, Ignite, you know. Um, I think in high school he was already ready to come to the NBA. Fresno right? State product, by the way. By the way, born Fresno in Merced. Merced. Yeah, the 209, yeah. bro. You know, um, dude's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, you know what? I think he has, uh, like you said, really high potential, man. I think he could be... And I know this is a this is might be a disrespectful thing to say, but if he has that mama mentality, man, this guy reminds me a little bit of Kobe. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I've heard said, but like I just uh, I don't want to go there, just not to give that comp because that's like a crazy comp, right? But right. I do see just athletically of like young Kobe, like I could just his hops, man, it's just insane. And so the Houston Rockets are picking him at number two. I'd be I'd be shocked if they're not. Okay. Um, okay. And then, so that's my tier one. It's those two. I think those guys have a chance to be superstars in the league. Um, and then my tier three is surprisingly this. This is going to surprise some people, but it's Jalen Suggs over Evan, Evan Mobley at three, and then Mobley at four, and Barnes at five. Uh, quickly, Suggs might be my favorite player in this draft. Uh, he's such a you know barrier team right here, but such a Warriors player. I don't know, uh, man. I, I I don't know. He he's such a he played quarterback in high school. He's such a dog, man. He's like Drew Holiday. He's like Chauncey Billups a little bit. I think he's gonna be. I think he's more like Darren Williams. Uh, his handle is not as good as Darren Williams. And I it, feel like I feel like that's the kind of player he's gonna end up being. Yeah, don't get me wrong. He's he's a nice player, man. Gonzaga, bro. Like you know, uh, he played some huge minutes and some huge games and made some huge shots. Um, but does that always translate to the NBA? Yeah, I, I think... do remember NBA that we got some, there's some defenders, dude. There's like some, you know, it's not as easy as it is in the college, you know, the college game versus the NBA game. And all these guys are superstars. Um, for that reason, I think, uh, I think he'll be more close to Darren Williams and Darren Williams was no chump. AP, I mean, what do you think? I kind of agree with Mac. I mean, guys he's warriors ready i mean this guy is made for the warriors because he always oh, makes on. the right passes i mean this guy's basketball iq is off the hook i mean he always makes that makes the extra pass the pass you know the needs and if you got players like curry and clay playing with you that extra pass will go a long way he's six four man if how is he gonna fit with his Splash brothers no he's not he's he's not gonna be i don't gonna... agree i don't agree with you guys he's not warriors he's not a bay area type of guy all right. Well, I mean, he's he's not going to be there for the Warriors to pick first. He's going to go fourth overall, most likely. Um, but he, I don't know about what you guys think about this comp. He kind of reminds me of Brandon Roy mixed with like Drew Holiday. Uh, the biggest key for him is that jump shot. If it comes along, he's just going to be. But Brandon Roy was a little bit taller, bro. Like, I don't know. No, it's Brandon... his play style. I mean, he's he's got like a six eight wingspan. He's gonna watch when you see this guy in the NBA. He's gonna be like uh, Marcus Smart day one, but great on offense. But no defense. No, no, he's gonna have to be great on defense. That's his. That's the biggest reason he's gonna go top five. Fair enough. He needs to improve his jump shot, though. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest, biggest knock on him. Yeah, that's the biggest knock on him. His jumper needs to improve. Uh, 
I said Cade is the clutchest player in the, in the in the draft. I think he's second clutch, second most clutch. You know, he had that game winner versus uh, UCLA to take him to the to the finals. To, what a what a moment! Though. That was awesome. He blocked the guy in a minute before that. He blocked uh, the the big man on UCLA and made that go ahead pass to get the layup for his big man on, all the way on the other end. This guy, he's just I don't know, man. I'm high on him more than other people. Um, but I think he's going to be great. But taking it to my fourth-ranked player, who's Evan Mobley. Um, this guy, he played for USC center, big man. He's a modern big. Uh, to be honest, uh, he's three, four instead of three for me. Some people have him high as one. I don't see that. Uh, because I just devalue bigs from other people. Uh, he reminds me of Chris Bosh. He's going to be able to switch. He's got a nice little jumper. Uh, but he's a tiny... He's, you know, big man. I want them to be ugly like i want him to, him to play ugly but he plays a little soft for my like like yeah but but he's sweet man his game is sweet dude oh yeah he's, he's seven foot you know played at usc he plays some big big games as well man he plays defense and offense man um i think against uh michigan or was it against ucla they, they i mean dude was was bumping and grinding down there man he was the only offense and defense they really had um you know and and yeah he kind of reminds me of chris bosh as well AP, what do you think about Mobley? I like the Chris Boss uh, 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 comparison, man. But as a modern big man, he needs to develop a three-point shot. It's like everybody coming, all big men nowadays, wants to play stretch five. And if he wants to be a complete uh, uh, big man nowadays, you have to have a three-point shot. Yeah, that's a good point. I think his passing is really, really good right now, too. Um, it's just he's just another player that's so young. It's going to take him a little bit of time to develop. Uh, I think he's going to go three to the Caps. Uh, he'll fit in really nicely there with Garland and that pick and roll combo. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish Cleveland on him, but he does have have that pick and roll partner. Uh, it's going to take him some time. He's going to add some bulk. Hopefully, he can add the same type of bulk that Anthony Davis did. Um, and if he does, he's he's going to be a great player. He's going to be a Chris Bo- Chris Bosh type player. Right on. I, and then, uh, and then uh, my final uh, tier two player, Scotty Barnes. Uh, this guy, man, he if he's the Draymond Green of college, like he he's six I seven. Mean, come on, man. Don't no, no, can't. listen. He, he's six seven, and he can legitimately switch one through five. Uh, he played point guard pretty much at being at six seven. Uh, he can't shoot for his life. He he's pretty athletic, not very athletic. He's a really, I mean. He's, you know, I can't judge this just, you know, being a fan, but people say he's like the best teammate ever. They say he's just like, once he gets to the NBA, if he goes to a decent position where he's not with, uh, you know, with, with some shooting, he's going to be, he's going to be an all NBA defender. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's an all NBA defender by like year two. He's uh, six nine, right? He was the ACC rookie of the year. I mean, Florida State. Um, you know, he plays defense. He plays offense. He could dunk. You know, he's a power forward. Um, but Draymond Green, bro, that's that's kind of a stretch, dude. Um, I see him more like a Kenyon Martin type. He's got like a thousand times better uh, playmaking than Kenny Martin. And Martin was probably a little more virtually hey, man, athletic. Martin was an all-star, man. Don't, don't. Yeah, he's him, good. Bro. He's no. I just don't know if that comparison. It's like, uh, it's like if he was a... Uh, I don't know if uh, Lamar Odom is not a bad comp either. I think he doesn't have the exact handle and shoot uh, as Lamar Odom in the post offense. I'm just but saying the defender some, he is. I'm just saying put some respect on Draymond's name, dude. Like, 
this guy is a champion three times. Well, yeah, okay, yeah no, so. I'm not saying, I mean, these comps are all playing style, right? I'm not saying he's going to be Draymond Green the day he walks in. I'm saying he's that forward, that that big four that you have. That and Kendall Martin was the five. big four too, you know, he wasn't bad. Um, but I agree with you. Uh, who takes him? Uh, I think he's going five to Orlando. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Toronto takes him at four, but I think Toronto's taking uh, Suggs. So right now, I think it's going to go Cade one to the to the Pistons, two going uh, Jalen Green to the to the Rockets, three being Mobley to the Cavs, four being Suggs to the uh, Toronto Raptors, five being Magic at si- uh, five, and I think the draft really starts at six. So Barnes going to the Magic, that kind of makes sense because Gordon is gone now, right? So that's a role. That yeah, he I don't, he I don't like the fit there because they have no shooting and they well, just maybe, they... maybe he'll drop then, you know? No, I think he's going five. I don't think he's getting past five. AP, what do you think about Scotty? Good all around player, man. I mean, he does, he, he does good on every. He's good at everything. You know what I mean? Another one of those, but for a big man, I mean, he will do whoever he goes to. He'll do really, really good on pick and roll. Because I mean, he was just amazing at that doing that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Draymond Green, yeah, that's a stretch. But uh, Lamar Odom comparison was pretty good, Gurma. G Mac. Yeah, uh, I don't. You know, there's no perfect comp. I'm just trying yeah. to go playing style. Uh-huh. Uh, I think his biggest thing is shooting. If he can, like, uh, he literally, like, he might as well be. Uh, he might as well be Stephen Adams out there. You know, as a shooter, he just he can't shoot at all. Uh, and as a as a ball handler, he's gonna have to be crafty like Draymond is, where he's in that short pick and roll. Um, but he can pass great. He can. Defend he's gonna be really a really. Well. He's gonna be a great defender. Um, All right, this next guy, man. So this, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. This next guy, dude, I freaking love, man. Like I'm a huge fan of uh, Moses Moody, GMAC. Yeah, he's my pick for who I want the Warriors to take. Same. Uh, but my, uh, you know, I guess we might as well touch on this. Uh, this is kind of the range of players I think the Warriors are going to go through. So I draft kind of starts at number six, you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it really, I mean, obviously it's going to, uh, change what the Warriors do, but my range here in tier three is Moody six, Kaminga seven, Book Knight eight, Jalen Johnson, nine, Franz Wagner, 10, Keon Johnson, 11, and Josh Giddy 12. Uh, so if... I think if Book Knight is not taken at six, the Warriors are going to take him. Like, I would be shocked if they don't take him at seven. But I think Book Knight is actually going to go six. Uh, Book Knight is kind of like a uh, off the off the bench scorer. He's kind of like uh, Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Poole. Uh, I think he could be more a little bit later because I think his shot's going to come around in the NBA. Um, but I think he's going to go six. Uh, I think the Warriors run to the podium if he's there at seven, but I just don't see it. Um, like I said, Moody is, is my guy in this draft. He's he can defend uh, wings. He's six five and shoot without shoes, but he's got a seven one wingspan. Uh, he can shoot. That's his biggest thing. That's his day one rule. He's gonna be able to shoot and he's gonna be able to help on defense. Um, he's not too different to me than I think. Right away, he can be a uh, Mikael Bridges type of player. I don't think he's gonna be as good right away, but he's gonna be able to play that role. And no, I man. think I think he's gonna have that off the dribble game if in time. And I honestly can see him being like a Chris Middleton type of player. Yo, Moses Moody, dude. This guy, his game, dude, is smooth as fuck. Yeah, right? this guy got a smooth game, bro. 
This guy reminds me right off the bat of Brad, Brad, Bradley Beal. Beal, bruh. Like, you know what I mean? This is that guy. He's six foot six. He has a seven foot wingspan. You know? Yeah. You know big seven feet is it? <laughs> AP, do you know that? Yeah, seven foot, bro. But I think more of it, he has a potential to be an Iggy type of player to me. But this guy could shoot. He's probably he the best shooter shoot. in the league and in, in, in the draft. College. Yeah, one, he's of, probably... one of the best shooters in, in yeah. the draft, dog. This guy could shoot threes, man. And guess what we need? We need more shooting. That's and, and ahead, I think I know, I think the biggest thing that people don't see when they see him is I think he's got the off dribble capability down the line. Hundred uh, percent. Like Clay, at least to the level that Clay does, where he can dribble a little bit, draw a defender, and pass it when he needs to. I mean, but he needs people, to tighten that up. He does. Yeah, need to that's the that biggest up. thing. If he improves on that, like I would have him above Scotty Barnes because of just of that shooting. But I really hope the Warriors take him. Hell yeah, um, bro! I and would then, love him in the in, the, in this uh, in that spot. Hell yeah, um, bro! And Book Knight too, dude. I'm a huge fan of Book Knight, bro. Yeah, what do you like, think about him? You UConn man, dude has sauce in his game, man. Um, you know he's six five. He's a good shooter, man. I think he was like at 42% three-point shooting. Um, and he, he just has that that swag, man. Like, you know, you could tell this guy, he he's hungry for it. Um, I think he has a lot of potential. And I think at worst, he could be um, Jordan Clarkson. And there's that's no, that's no like, uh, I'm not trying to diss on Jordan Clarkson, but I think Book Knight could even, exactly. I think Book Knight could even be better, man. I think he has potential. AP, what do you think about Book? I like Book. He's one of my favorite players in the draft. Guy's super explosive, explosive man, and he can handle the ball. I mean, he's a great ball handler and finish at the rim. He's, I mean, he's just an amazing athlete, man. I love this guy. But knock on him, he's not that uh, great of. A, he can't carry. I mean, like he carried the whole team in college. That's why he wasn't the greatest passer, so he had to score. So yeah. to me, the only thing is he can't pass as well as the other other guards. But um, this guy, I mean, he needs to step up his defense a little bit as well. But that's where if we do get him, Ron Adams comes into play. I mean, that guy does magic with players. He has some Sean Livingston vibes. Huh? Yeah, I, I agree. He, with I agree. Yeah, he. Uh, I think you hit it on the on the head there. He, I think his the biggest uh, X factor for him in the pros is going to be his playmaking. Like if he's just as he is now. Uh, he's going to be like a Jordan Clarkson player where he's just a bucket getter off the bench. But if he can improve his playmaking, like he could, I could see him be an all-star at some point. Uh, I think the thing with him, though, is he played on such a bad team and they had no spacing. So again, like uh, Cade, he had to do everything and his numbers took a hit. I think he shot only like 30% from three in college, but I believe in that shot. I think he'd be a great pick for the Warriors if they keep the pick. Uh, but I think he's going to go six to uh, Oklahoma City. That's kind of so what, uh, book night, book night going to um, going six to the to, to the Thunder. So now here comes the seventh pick, man. You pick, you know, you got six, seven. What do we do? What do the Golden State Warriors do, bro? I th- I think this is what they're gonna do. I think if Kaminga's on the board, they're just gonna take him. They're Over gonna hold Moses their... Moody. I don't want them to, but I think they're. I'm pretty. I'd be shocked if they don't take Kaminga. Like I mean, that I, potential. I, I have heard just... a lot about this guy too, man. I'm yeah. not. You know, I like him. Uh, he got just, overshadowed by Jalen Green for sure. Dude, you know, seven foot wingspan. Uh, he's just so um, he's like he's like the wing version of Wiseman. Like he's so he raw. Rem, he reminds me of Jalen Brown. 
that's the comp I've seen too. He reminds me of like Harrison Barnes. Like I don't think he has enough wiggle to be like a Jalen. Oh, then then let's not drive. Yeah, but the thing <laughs> let's is, let's get let's get Moses Moody. Yeah, I would love him, uh, Moody. But I think Kaminga, he's so like if the Warriors draft him, he's gonna be in the G League most of the year. Like he's Dude, just he's, not gonna be able to play oh, right away. Oh my god, bro! And that for a seven pick, it just kind of kills me. Bro. Yeah, and it just reminds me of these guys that we drafted. You know that were had so much potential and stuff, and that never really panned out. You know, um, Kuminga could be a bust, or he could be Chris Middleton too. Yeah, he could be, man. He uh, he could be like a Danny Granger almost is like his comp. Like he could be really like he could be really good. I just don't. It's gonna take time. Like Oklahoma City, like for him, if I was him, I would want to go to like Oklahoma City where you can lose and just get hella minutes and just work your game out. Like if he goes to the Warriors, I don't see the Warriors. They don't. They're trying to win next year, so they don't have the time to have another nineteen-year-old develop. Um, so I'm, right. I'm, so then I don't. I don't think they'll take him for no, that they'll, reason. They'll, they'll take him because he's going to hold the highest value, and they'll just see that potential. And they're probably still hoping to be able to pull off a trade for like trade. Beal. Got so they, they'll think that he has the highest potential. Uh, another guy that I think that they, two more guys actually, I think that'll be in consideration. Uh, we already said Moody, we already said Bogdan, we already said Kaminga. But the other two that I think are possible are uh, Franz Wagner and Josh Giddy. Uh, Franz! Franz! Yeah. Franz! Franz Wagner, mate. Yeah, his, uh, no, Josh Giddy's Australian. Wagner oh, I'm sorry, is, uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, but uh, Wagner is, uh, his brother uh, played for Michigan as well, and he's in the NBA now. I think he's on the Wizards. Yeah, Mo God. Wagner. Yeah, yeah Mo, Mo, Mo Wagner, yeah, Mo. Yeah. Mo. yeah. He's a completely different player from his brother, though. He's For sure, he, he's he's shorter. You know, he's 6'9". Right? Oh, no, he's he's not a, he's like, he's, he's a wing. not a center, right? He's a wing, right? He's like, Mo, uh, Mo Wagner's almost like Mo Spates, where he's just a big Look, man played, stretch five. He played for Jawan Howard, man. I like that kid. I, he played some good minutes you know in the playoffs and stuff dude um you know uh i i don't know man he's a really he has, good he has potential but then that kind of scares me too he could also be like uh daniel gallinari type of a player which he edged you know made a career in the nba but is he gonna be a champion or he could be a lamar odom type that's yeah what I heard that's too, so. yeah that's my comp for him actually i think he's gonna be able to defend i think of the guys available for day one players for the Warriors, I think he actually might be the best player for the Warriors. He's going to be able to move the ball. He can really pass. His shot is respectful, and he's a really good help defender. He's just solid. Um, I don't I don't see the potential with him, though. Like, that's just... He's going to have room to grow. Every player does. He's going to improve. But he's not going to grow that much. Yeah, more. he's just a really, really solid... He's a solid bench. piece. He's a solid piece. He's like Joe Ingles. Like, he's going to be a good player on a winning team. But not very athletic. And below average rebounder. Yeah, he's just... He's a wing, though. Reportedly, he's like 6'11 now instead of being just like 6'9. Is he a, is he upgrade over Ubre though? Oh, I mean, you and I are upgrades over Ubre. Like, he's... <laughs> How are you always hating on Ubre, dog? The guy has on. no idea. Kelly, Kelly's the man, bro. <laughs> Kelly's the man, dude. He didn't get an opportunity to play with Clay yet, man. Clay's no, going to he... throw some smarts in him, man. They asked him They asked for him to do way too much, man. Yeah, I mean, I just... I like but Franz. he's like, gone. I wouldn't, he's gone. Yeah, I wouldn't mind Franz as the pick, but... uh you know, I just think not as seven though. He if he does okay, you know he has a. I'm like ninety percent, ninety nine percent sure 
his floor is nine with the Kings because they probably they gave him a promise is what it sounds like. <laughs> so then the Kings could take him. Good the luck. Kings can take him. Good uh, luck, town. Yeah. And then uh, finally, out of, the, out of the range, I think the Warriors are going to take at seven. Consider at seven is Josh Giddy, the Australian. Yes. He's, he probably has, in my opinion, the second highest IQ and feel for the game behind Kane in this draft. He uh, He's probably the best passer in the draft. He's got this like change of pace. He's a big guard. He's like six seven. Uh, I think he's he can play. Eighteen years old though. He's you know, eighteen, he's young, but he played in a pro bro. league. Um, he can't defend and he can't shoot. Which he's like, naturally. That, he's a great uh, point guard though. He's naturally talented when it comes to like passing um, and finding and making um, you know pick and roll situations. He's a smart guy, dude. He has he's, really high IQ. He's someone I would take if I was Orlando at eight and just let him play through everything. Um, but it sounds like uh, the Grizzlies, who moved up from seven to ten by taking a, or seventeen to ten, sounds like that's the guy they're going for at ten. Uh, for the Warriors, I don't know. He's another guy I like a lot. I like his feel for the game, but I don't know how much he's going to help right away um, for, for the Warriors. Uh, and then uh, taking it a pick fourteen for the Warriors, uh, just to just to finish up my uh, my tier three is uh, Jalen Johnson's in there. He, to me, he's just as talented as almost everybody in this draft, but he's changed high schools like four or five different times. He quit on Duke and he just left after like 12 games. Dude, he could be a bust, man. That's he what could be. He scares me, man. Like, he's a 6'9 power forward. He has a whole bunch of upside. I hope we do not draft him, but he kind of reminds me of Carlos Boozer. That's a, that's a good comp. He kind of reminds me of uh, Aaron Gordon. Just a good athlete. He just can pass the ball. He can. He can't. He has the physical ability to t- uh, defend, but he just doesn't do it. I don't um, want that kind of guy, bro. Like, forget him. Like, he's quit three different high school teams. Why? Because he didn't like the coach, a player. Yeah, who knows what? Yeah. And coach, like, I mean, come on, dude. Coach K from Duke. Like, who wouldn't want to play for a champion? And you know, the guy quit on them too. What makes you think he's gonna be a good NBA locker room guy? And that's what. I think is kind of important for NBA teams. AP, what do you think? I don't think we take him because we need scoring off the bench. I mean, this guy can score inside, but he has a very weak jump shot, man. We need shooters. That was our biggest knock last year because we our bench could not shoot for shit. As soon as Curry and all our starters sat down, our points would just dip. And that's how we lost a lot of the games. So I say we take a player that can actually shoot and space the floor. Yeah. Uh, so you think if uh, Jalen Johnson's at 14, the Warriors I, will take him? I would take him. The Warriors won't take him. I'd be shocked if they took him at 14. Uh, but I personally would, just given the upside. And I think he could be put him next to Draymond. Let's see if his attitude is still the same, you know? Um, yeah, but, you know, but Draymond, he made Kevin Durant cry. I yeah, mean, he's yeah. Gonna, this guy's going to run. But this is like, different. Yeah. This guy's going to run, bro. Like, Draymond Green ain't giving a damn, bro. If you. If you're playing on his team and you make the wrong play over and over and over again, or you quit, dude, guess what? He's going to get a technical during the game. We've seen him do that to Wiseman this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would just do it. Just this is an upside play. 14 rarely ever works out anyways in the NBA draft. I think there's uh, a lot of other players that are going to be available at 14. I kind of feel like there's going to be people that slide down too. Um Okay. Yeah, right. so I think uh, if uh, Giddy goes 10, 11, I, I mean, from here at this point in the draft, it's, you know, anybody's guess. 
Uh, for 14, I think the three guys the Warriors are considering, and honestly, I'm not high on any of the three. Uh, one is Davion Mitchell. If he's there, they're just going to take him. Two is Chris Duarte. If, if Mitchell's gone, they'll take him. And the other guy they're trying to think through is uh, Trey Murphy. Uh, just looking at Mitchell, I, I know AP loves the guy. But <laughs> he uh, He's six feet without shoes. He can't. He had one good year of shooting. His free throw rate, which is a good indicator of, of a three-point shooting in the NBA, has been 65% in three years of college. He's 22. He, he's a really good defense. He's like Patrick Beverly in my mind. Um, and I just, if they take him at 14, great. Like he'll play 15 minutes off the bench right next year. Uh, he can he can check smaller guards, but he's just he's not going to be able to cover guys that are bigger than him. His wingspan small. He's just uh, he's just a guy to me. Like I would not use a 14 pick on him. Yeah, uh, but dude, Davion Mitchell. I mean, he played. He's a dog, right? He played on Baylor, man. And this guy, dude, he was like super clutch, man. He played super big minutes, even though it was his senior year. I don't take that as a knock, man. Draymond Green also played four years for Michigan State, and he came in way more well-rounded than we thought okay um he had a huge part of their championship run man and he reminds me of um a combination of drew holiday and the spider if he's the spider then uh a, com- a combination of drew holiday yeah. and the spider obviously the spiders you know and even drew holiday both of these guys are great players but i think he has the potential of possibly being somebody like that yeah i don't you know you ap might... what do you think about him man i want to I... hear what you got to say because you love this guy. this is your guy i do man fucking i hope this guy falls to us because i'm mean, a dog he's a dog he's the best on ball defender in the whole draft man i mean i love this guy i mean i know his shots not consistent but his final year he shot 45 percent from the three and 51 percent overall from the field so I think he has the potential to step it up. I mean, if he get works with our player development coaches and stuff, I think he'll get there. But as far as defense goes, I love this kid, man. I know I, a couple of minutes ago I said we need shooters and scorers off the bench. But at 14, I'll take this guy at 14. Right on. Hey, I got a quick couple of things I want to ask um, uh, the count, uh, the count sport. Uh, quick, what do you think about uh, Brandon Boston? I actually really love this kid. He's a great shooter as well. I mean, do you so, think we could get him at 14? So the story with uh, Brandon Boston is he was one of the highest ranked players, I think like eighth or something coming into college five, last year. Five star recruit. Five star recruit. He, uh, you know, if you ask people a year ago, he, everyone thought he was going to be a top 10 pick. Uh, had a terrible year at Kentucky. Um, but the thing with Kentucky guys is they don't look good in Kentucky. And then they hit the NBA and they're better than we all think. Jared Devin Rowe. Book. Uh, yeah. Uh, Devin Rose came from Memphis. I'm sorry. My yeah. Bad. And then Devin Booker, uh, Bam Adebayo, um, you know, pick your guy from Kentucky. They always look better right away than, than we expect them to. Um, so he's just an upside play. Like if I was, just, you know, pick a team, you know, if I was the Knicks, I'm just taking him and giving him just developing him like uh, that's a high upside play i don't think he's gonna go until like the 20s uh but he's a guy i like a lot and honestly would be fine if the warriors took him at a uh, 14 uh but i think the guy i think they're going to take at 14 more than likely Wait, is the Stanford kid no it's chris duarte the oregon guy got uh, it yeah man three he's a good three-point shooter man he plays defense he's six six you know he's not bad bro he kind of reminds me of danny green i mean if we got 
if we got Moses Moody and this kid, I would not be mad. He's uh he's 24 years old. So, I mean, he's going to come into the league and like that's that's it, right? For that yeah. reason, I have him 27th <laughs> I on that board. I read that he was older than like a lot he's a year he's two years younger than Giannis. Like, yeah. he's he's like yeah. He's two years younger than Andrew Wiggins. He's like uh, like three years younger than Anthony Davis. Like just <laughs> he's you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Damian Lee, and we already have Damian Lee. So why use uh-huh, a fourteen pick exactly. on him? Exactly, I agree with you. He's, he's a, a good shooter. He's, he's a in, second round pick, bro. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I have him twenty seven. Move but, on from. All right, Sharif Cooper. Um, uh, the count. I'm just gonna run through a couple of names real quick because I yeah. just want to know what you think about these guys. Uh, tell me about Sharif Cooper. Sharif Cooper, uh, I think the second, or yeah, probably the second or third best passer in the, in the draft. He can't shoot. His jump shot looks like mine. It looks like an old man's. Uh, he can't shoot for all. He's like, what, 6'1". But he's going to be really, I think he's going to be, he's someone I would take a chance on. You know, if we're talking about 14, I'd be okay with it. Just You ain't going to get mad at that, huh? I won't get mad at that. Yeah. Uh, another guy I want to hit on since we're just running through the, through the list here, Keon Johnson. I like him. Really yeah. athletic. I think he's yeah. got a mid-range jumper. Uh, Sunshine, I think you'll uh, you'll like this comp. Reminds me a little bit of Latrell Sprewell, just a tiny bit. Dog, big time. I love that, man. This guy, I like that, dude, because I was watching him as well, and uh, that's what I kind of thought. Um, he's hella raw talented, man. And dude got hops, bro. Like, he was dunking, dog. He was, like, dunking, dog. I like this kid. I would not be mad if we got him. He sits by. He's a wing guard. I think it'll be upgrade over Ubre. I think he's a better defender than Mitchell, by the way, day one. I think he's a better athlete than Mitchell. Like, I'd rather take, if we want to take a smaller uh, guard, like 6'4 to 6 range uh, in height, I would just take Keon because he's got that upside to be really good down the line. Okay. Um, I got one uh, more. I got one more guy that I really want to ask you about. Is, okay. Is um, because you know, Bay Culture is that Stanford kid, man, Azari uh, Williams, dude. Like, um, and then you know, this guy's high energy. He's he's smooth, dude. You know. I mean, do yeah. you think there's any way like uh, uh, the Warriors draft him at fourteen? I could see that. Uh, Zaire Williams. He was another player like Brandon Boston, where he was uh, highly ranked coming into college. Yeah, and the he first just, like number five recruit Stanford's had in a long time. Yeah, and ever. Yeah, he had the year from hell. Like he dealt with COVID. He had some family issues that, um, that kind of like I think they were COVID related. So he was you know stressed out. Um, he's someone I would love taking a chance on at fourteen for for the Warriors. Uh, but I've read online and heard from you know people on on TV that he may he's linked to the Magic. It may even go as high as eight. So look out for that. But uh, I like him a lot. I'm rooting for him. Stanford kid, local kid. Um, he, in all accounts, everyone says he's a hard worker. The Warriors did work him out. I'd be a little surprised if they took him at 14. But uh, another high upside guy that he kind of reminds me of a very, very, very poor man's uh, Brandon Ingram. Just the way his style of game. Yeah. Uh, you know, tall, lengthy, you know, skinny. Probably, you know, 180, you know, dripping wet. You know, he, this guy is just... He's got all the tools. It's going to take him time. It's going to take him time. All right, man. Um, Just two more guys. Why why didn't the Warriors ever get, like, guys like Alper and and Guraba? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Alper and Sengun. He was uh, was, uh, a... He's a Turkish... 
Oh, I like yeah, that guy, he, dude. He won MVP in the Turkish league as a 19-year-old, which is a he lot. A, you know, that's he's a wide frame, bro. He he has some power, like natural strength, dog. He builds him up. That's your next bogey. Yeah, no, he's the thing with him. He's six nine, so he can't play center, and he's really slow foot. He's like if uh, Sabonis was like six nine. But the thing is, if he's not a center, he can't play the four because he's gonna get played off the floor with that. Uh, he, I think he's really skilled. Um, he's another guy I wouldn't take with the Warriors just because I don't want another big who can't play on defense. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised okay. if Spurs take If you're talking him. about defense, then why not take Usman Garaba, the yeah. best defender in the league? Yeah, he's... I mean, coming into the draft, let's, this he, guy uh, is your, your Draymond Green, Al Horford type. He's really good. I like the Horford comp on defense. He can switch run through five. Another guy like Scotty Barnes. He play, He's playing for Spain right now in the Olympics, and he was like, uh, you know, people are saying he's like locking, you know, just watching him play too. He's he's locking people down one through five. Um, just offensively, he's just a complete zero. He can't pass. He can't shoot. Um, he like, I'm not even sure if he knows really how to set screens yet. <laughs> um, I'm not kidding. He's not a good dude. He's setter. from Real Madrid though, man. Like we he's never good. have any. He's like, the Bay needs a little bit more culture, man. Yeah. We gotta get these guys, bro. Let's skate the Turkish wonder kid, man. Let's we have Zaza Pachulia, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah he he's uh he's someone I uh, admire. I, <laughs> no, yeah, admire. Yeah. <laughs> If the Warriors had a pick in the second round or like the late twenties, I'd be uh, I'd want this guy because he could just play on defense, give you ten minutes a night in the playoffs, and just be a guy, right? Uh, another thing I didn't mention, by the way, I can't believe I forgot this. My uh, one of my rules, I guess, is the draft comes after the finals in the playoffs, and the first thing I think when I look at a player is can this guy play in the playoffs? I just watched, and Sengun, I don't, he's not one of those guys. Like he's getting played off the floor, but Garuba is a guy that I think you could just throw out there, like. Uh, like a young Bobby Portis almost. Like he can just switch, you know. He can play some switch defense. Obviously, Bobby Portis has turned into a really good shooter. That's freaking but, uh, awesome. But uh yeah, he's kinda he's kinda like in that that mold. All right, so um the the, the counts big board, um, your draft analysis was freaking amazing, man. I can't wait till we do another one of these. We're gonna end this podcast. I have a couple questions for both of you guys. If you have two players that you could pick in tomorrow's draft at seven and fourteen, AP, which which guys you taking? Book Knight and Davion Mitchell. Um, the count. What do you say? Uh, you know, since I have a board here, whoever's left highest. So I'd say Moody and uh, for me, Jalen Johnson. Ooh, Jalen Johnson, man. I, I think he'll be a bust. All right, for me, man. Uh, the two guys that I am rooting for is James Book Knight and Moses Moody. Let's go. Bay Culture out and have a good night, boys. And we'll talk to you guys next time. All right, fellas. Peace.